Soundgarden, blow up the outside world on Island 1069 WIIS Key West. Good morning. I'm Gwen Filosa, and with you for the show, It's Too Early. Thanks for joining me, broadcasting right off Duval Street in Key West. I'm super excited to have my guest. She's returning to the show. We had her on earlier. I'm super excited. She's a stand up comedian, writer, and actress in New York. She hosts the Food Network series Food Debate. She was on MTV's Girl Code, and she has a new podcast. There's a lot going on. Chanel Ali, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. This is you are so busy. How, what's what's going on? You got so many things going on that are great. So busy. Obviously things are opening back up. The clubs are, are starting to do bigger shows and have more events. I'm not in parks and rooftops as much as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm out here. I, I feel like I'm a modern day healer right now. Just getting back on the road, bringing back the laughs to towns that don't have them. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing you're doing, you're going to be at the Limestone Festival in Bloomington, Indiana. I'm from Indiana. Oh, my gosh. You are the only person I know that's from there. <laughs> I know. I know. It's I, I left. But I went to college in Bloomington. It's a really cool, beautiful place. And um, tell us about this festival. Have Have you been before? I have been. I went to Limestone in 2016. It was like my biggest credit at the time was getting accepted into the festival. I you know, I spent the money, I applied as an unknown comic, sent them a video, got accepted, was just over the moon and also extremely poor in the moment. Mm. Um, so I ended up carpooling from New York City to Bloomington with another comic. And as soon as I got there, I realized like I had no place to stay. I hadn't booked the Airbnb or a hotel, but I just told myself, it's going to be fine. It'll all work out. What's the worst that can happen in Indiana? And wouldn't you know it, luckily I just ran into a girl from New York that I knew who was like, yeah, I have a hotel with um, two beds. You can just have one. And it all worked out. I also remember uh, going to a bar there and ordering a cocktail for like three fifty, <laughs> And that's when I knew I could never live here because this place... I will have a problem. I literally bought the bar that night. I was like, who wants a drink? Anybody. I'll give anybody can have. I don't I'm not paying the stay. So let's do alcoholism. I, but, I, yeah. I forget that because I live in Key West and um, friends of mine were in town and they ordered these two frozen drinks like twenty five dollars. I was like, what's in that? Um, yeah. <laughs> in New York must be pricey, too. Right. I mean. So pricey in New York. I mean, there's some open mics in New York City when I first moved there that you can't even do, you can't even perform at the open mic unless you buy a drink. And the cheapest drink is like a $13 wine. Yeah, that's. Um... I was like, I'm going to drink this wine. I'm going to do this open mic. I'm going to move back home. I'm not going to stay in New York City. It was that one where everyone bought a Diet Coke, and I'm like, are we all in recovery right now? I mean, <laughs> is that allowed? Is that allowed? Um, wanted to, now you're, you're hosting this uh, podcast called Don't Watch This Movie. Tell us all about this. Really excited about this brand new podcast. It's birthed off the idea that I'm very passionate about silly movies. And I'm not just talking comedies, like slapstick, people LOL in the comments. I'm talking like plot holes that just leave you nowhere. Characters that have no common sense. Just like unrealistic dialogue. So that's what Don't Watch This Movie is. I bring on a comedian guest who's never seen one of my favorite movies. And then I just retell them the plot. You know, I just tell it to them and try to get their insight step by step. 
And at the end of the episode, I try to convince you and them not to watch this movie. Because now you don't need to. <laughs> now, I, I looked and one of them that stood out to me was Signs. Uh, the Mel Gibson, it's supposed to be scary. Yes. I haven't seen it and friends spoiled it for me. So now I, it doesn't look good, Chanel. It's not good. You shouldn't watch it. And I'm from Philly. You have to understand, I'm an M. Night Shyamalan fan. I am too. I love him. He's very sneaky and spooky. I like his artistry, but sometimes I'm like, what is this? What is this? And I had a great time uh, just breaking down the plot of this modern day Pennsylvania family getting abducted by aliens. Like, let's just dive into it. And I'm just really proud of Don't Watch This Movie. It's very silly. Every time I have a, a comedian guest on, they cannot believe that this is what happened on a film. And honestly, at the end of every podcast, people feel more inspired to make their own movies. Because that... if we're if we're abducting people in Pennsylvania and making it seem scary, then let's let's do whatever whatever silly idea you have. It's it's uh, that's a good point. And you also um did Showgirls. Now, I've seen that and I kind of regret it. <laughs> Most people say that. It's, it's, weird. it's like a an invisible tattoo that we all seem to have. Um, unfortunately, that was like the longest episode of my podcast because there's a lot to unpack in that film. Is. It's a saga. <laughs> it's a classic. I remember watching it on TVS when I was a young girl and they always uh, like had like cartoon underwear on the girls to try to make it like pg-13 and i was like well this i was like this is more enticing to me now i'm dying to know what's (laughs) under this cartoon bikini and uh, that was uh i'm I'm a lot older than you that was such a scandal when that film came out and and today i think it just doesn't it doesn't shock anybody but it was a scandal yes it was like oh there's nudity and and um bad acting it also surprises me you know from that year to this year how a lot of those actors have changed their careers. I mean, not the main actress. She hasn't done that much. But everyone else, like, they, they really straighten up and fly right after that film. They don't mess around. They make good decisions. One of the, you know, the main guy ends up being the uptight husband on Sex and the City. Like, everybody mm. learns a lesson after Showgirls comes out. Didn't really do much for the lead actress of the Saved by the Bell lady. And I, I right. can't remember she, her name. She, she made a different decision, which was to start staying home. And everybody's happy. <laughs> Everybody's okay. <laughs> that was supposed to be her big break, Chanel. It was going to be the, her <laughs> launcher into. I do, and it is a spoiler. And I forgive me, everybody. The, the falling down the stairs was terrifying for me to watch. The, the so terrifying. I mean, and I always say that about myself. I'm like, I trip a lot. I don't. Fall, I do too. But I trip a lot. I'm not. You know, I throw my legs around. Mm-hmm. I'm walking quickly. Things happen. But if I had to work in an environment where I consistently had to run up and down a huge flight of stairs i would take my time i would really really <laughs> look down and i wouldn't trust anybody behind me i wouldn't trust anybody behind me i i it, i just i'm still a little scarred from that um now you uh, i saw that you um filmed a new set for comedy central recently what what was that like it was amazing we filmed it in brooklyn um at the knitting factory which was one of the first venues I ever visited when I came to New York City years and years ago when it was hosted by Hannibal Burris and he was bringing in comedians like the Lucas Brothers and like people that I really wasn't super familiar with way back when and now they are just mega, mega stars. So it was great to go back to that venue. Um, everybody had to get tested. Everybody had to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize until the taping that the audience was getting a open bar 
um, which was better for everybody, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I was surprised by their enthusiasm until I realized, oh, this bar is giving them whatever they want for free. Um, but it was incredible. And honestly, it felt like the most important COVID test I've taken probably of the pandemic because that was the final straw before we got the okay that we could go film our set was that we had to get tested uh, the day before. And so they, they make us stand outside of the knitting factory and it's very like emotional thing. And then one by one, they come out and give us the results. But when the guy came outside, he just came outside and gave me a thumbs up, which I was like, this is jarring. I don't know what that means. If a thumbs up sounds like positive to me. Oh, that's you know? right. But I was really excited once we got it done. And uh, I wore an Adidas jacket on accident. And they're not allowed to show brands. So they ended up putting black tape on the jacket to hide the logo. So we'll see what that looks like on TV. But uh <laughs> it wasn't a wasn't a giant logo, was it? Just a smaller it wasn't, one? It wasn't a giant logo, but there was a big logo in the back and they were giving me a lot of trouble for it. And I was like, listen, in the years that I've been doing stand up, I have never once turned around. That's something <laughs> I want you to know. I'm not gonna get up here and show this audience my back. And you can trust me on this. And the director really was like, I really just wore I was like, you don't have to worry. I promise you. I'm gonna face them. It's gonna happen. <laughs> that now, now, um, you do the Fo- Food Network show, Food Debate. How famous are you when you're on the Food Network? I mean, it's crazy. You know what's crazy is I wasn't that famous for it. Oh, Even really? now, sometimes, yeah, I wasn't that. I mean, this was more Network. of a digital series, mm-hmm. and it was a brand new concept that they hadn't tried before. Obviously, at the at that point in my career, I hadn't done much comedy elsewhere. So I was fairly unknown, but the series did well. Mm-hmm. We got great views every episode, and every once in a while, someone would recognize me on the street. But it's a weird type of fandom with people from the Food Network because they don't. It's like you're you're not doing a talent that you could do right there and then. Mm-hmm. So it's like they want to recreate that moment all the time, and they can't. They're like, "Hey, let's talk about hot dogs, like you did on that episode of your show." And I'm like, "But well, we already did that. I don't think there's anything else. <laughs> I think we." I think we got we got down to the the nitty gritty, and that's you know we we gotta leave it there, you know. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because people people who love food want to combine food and humor, and there's just not that much there. There's just not that much there. Gotcha. It's it's um it's tough. Um, and I saw that that you were on the Drew Barrymore show show. Um, I watched the set. It was so funny. You were awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, we filmed that uh, during quarantine. They actually just sent a camera to my house, and I set up a big. Drew Barrymore backdrop, which I was hoping they were going to let me keep, but they didn't. Mm. Uh, and then we we taped it, and everybody was on mute. Like, all of the producers were on mute. I got no laughter. Ooh. It was just silence. And then they added the laughter in post. And when I listened to it, I was like, ah, I was killing, though. You were <laughs> so funny, though. So everyone check that out. It's on YouTube or just Google Drew Barrymore Show. Um, and I honestly wish I could go back in time and just tell my 12 year old self like hey you know one day drew barrymore is gonna pay you to talk to her in your basement and I, i'm no i was a huge fan and yeah we we all were raised with with drew barrymore it's like she raised us kind of for um, sure for sure kind of and um wanted to ask about um the, the the album came out chanel number one um how, yes. what is that like having that debut album out oh man it's you know what's so crazy is working up all of this material to make an album you know, you need about 60 minutes. I like hustled, 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 hustled all of 2020 to film it, filmed it. It came out. It was a great success. 
2021 hits, pandemic, boom, everything shut down. Now everything's opening again, and Comedy Central comes to me and says, hey, we want you to do a brand new set. Uh, you can't use anything you did on your album or anything you've done on Comedy Central before. You're ready oh. to go? And I was like, I'm actually not. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to need some time. And unfortunately, they only had 30 days to let me get ready for that new set. So I think about how much my album has pushed me to grow as a writer and as a comedian over this last year. It's incredible. I mean, when you when you commit to burning a bunch of material, it's burnt. And now it's time to see what else we got. So I'm excited to get back on the road and to, you know, having new experiences again, meeting new people. That's when I write a lot. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see where comedy takes us this year. Yeah. And I wanted to ask about, I, I do stand up a little bit. I'm not comparing myself to you at all. I'm not going to one of those people like I understand but I've been doing it for several years I I probably have a maximum 45 minutes that's sad right over four years no it's not sad (laughs) I mean it takes a long time it takes a long time I moved to New York when I was two years in a little over two years in thinking in my head hey I have 20 minutes let's go let's get there got to New York I was like oh I have seven minutes I actually don't Mm. have much and that's because we often write about what's familiar to us and what's around us and if we're not being forced to not do that then this is what we get but yeah it takes a long time i mean i didn't do my album until i was seven and a half years in and i really really stretched that last year to get that material out so i don't know i i always say i always say we should be working on a new five every 30 days but that doesn't mean we're gonna finish it you know, and and I wanted to share this, making this all about me because I I just I, and I I thought of you this morning because I was all excited. I had a new bit about OnlyFans getting rid of the porn, and um, yeah. it, I mean it's just a couple of lines. But um, I had to get up, I do it the other night, and the, the it was clear it was a small audience. Five of them knew what OnlyFans was, so it was <laughs> I I and I finally just said, look, there's this thing called the internet. How how do you not how do you not know? Has that ever well, happened to you? Or, where they don't know. You start to double guess yourself. Whatever you know that the crowd isn't with you, you're like, how much do I have to go back and explain? <laughs> so the ABCs are what we use with letters to communicate. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's like you want to quickly teach them because you want them to be on board to enjoy the bit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, how, how far back am I going? You know, what, what, what's really my job supposed to be tonight? And, and I, I rarely say anything positive about myself, but I, I thought I recovered okay because I was like later I just said Tinder. And I was like, do you know what that is? I mean, you know, do you are you with me here or how do you not know if you don't know about OnlyFans? I, I kind of don't think you're a good American. That's all I, I think. I agree because what else has been more about capitalism in the last mm-hmm. year than OnlyFans? Like this is. And basically, an American institution at this point. And it's 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 been all over the news. Well, I'm on Twitter all the time, which is not good for my mental health. And I know I'm running, <laughs> I know I'm running out of time. But you're on Twitter. Do you get nervous on social media? It just seems like everyone is just waiting for someone to make a typo and to call them names. Yes. I mean, I did. There was a while where I was really like, man, Twitter needs an edit button. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Why are, why are my commas in weird places and I have to leave them? And then it, after a few years, it actually grew on me. And I was like, maybe it's better this way. Because, you know, what you say it, it's said. And you can't change it or, or you can just remove it. But if people get it, then they're going to just rock with you regardless. But when I, when I filmed that show for Food Network, they went through all of my tweets. You know, whenever you're oh. doing a, a big thing for a network, they're going to go through all of your stuff to make sure that you're not 
you know, saying anything hateful or, mm-hmm. or wildly racist. And uh, they gave me 24 hours. They said, hey, we're going to go through your tweets for the next 24 hours. Do you want to remove anything or go through them really quickly before we whatever? And I just said, no. I said, I'm not going to go through these tweets. I'm very busy. Nobody's going to pay me for that. I'm not doing that. And so then they came to me and I said, well, we went through your tweets and we didn't find anything. I said, yeah, I know that. I know that. Please. It's really easy. Anybody who's an aspiring comedian out there, you're worried about your career, type your Twitter name into the search bar Mm. at Chanel Ali, whatever your Twitter name is, just type it in. And then type another problematic word next to it. And let's search. Oh, that's... Let's search and let's see. Have you ever said anything about people driving? Let's Mm -hmm. go see. Mm -hmm. Let's go see what you've been working on online for years and years. Because you don't know. But after a few words, how much should, should you need to search, you know? Gotcha. That's that's great advice. Chanel Ali, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, congratulations on everything. Don't watch this movie as the podcast, everyone. It is awesome. It is awesome. But um, Thank you so much. Wish you the, the best and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, thank you all for tuning in this morning to It's Too Early. I'm here weekdays at 8.15 with um, all kinds of different guests. Like yesterday, do you all remember we had the research scientist on? We talked about frogs and the frogs that eat frogs. That was that was depressing. Got to play a song. Come back with your headlines and weather forecasts. This is OK Go. Get over it. Stick around. Drag!